I hate to use the meditation bell as a school bell, but there it is. Please join me in prayer. Great Spirit, we give thanks for this beautiful day. This late winter, early spring rain that brings life to the planet. We give thanks for the spring, the rebirthing in each one here, because that's what we're doing here. We're rebirthing our souls by reconnecting with one another and reconnecting with the spirit that gives us life. So I give thanks for each person here for the love that they bring, for the curiosity they bring, for the spirit of God that resides within them. And we give thanks that we all choose to celebrate this together as spiritual family and beloved community. So knowing that God is present in each heart, in this place, inspiring the words of Reverend Diana and simply holding all that transpires at this gathering in love, peace, and joy, I release my word to spirit, knowing it has already been heard, it has already been acted upon, it already is so. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Good morning. So good to feel the energy. Feel so much love in this place. It's real hot. So let's, I'm going to wait to get started until that settles down. <laughs> okay. Sounds like I can talk now and it's gone. Okay. So I welcome you this morning, whether you're new here with us today or returning, whether you're new online or not. Um, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an interfaith community. We are independent, not attached to any particular organization at all. We teach universal principles and practical spirituality that any and all can choose to adopt or not. And so I welcome you home to our community. We are a, a loving and welcoming community. And I welcome you home to the guidance and wisdom of your own mystic heart because that is our mission and our goal is to point you within to find your own answers. So this morning we welcome Dalton Fitzgerald to do our music and I'm going to just allow this Teze, which is a meditative experience, to unfold beginning with a musical prayer. Do feel free to raise your voices along with mine if you feel so moved. 
This month we're using the practice of grounding to sense our connection with all that is. I invite us to close the eyes or rest your gaze downward and relax, allowing the chair to take all of your weight. Feet resting on the floor. And just notice how you feel today, how your body feels today. Notice what's happening in your mind. Notice how your breath is flowing all of its own accord. And whatever the breath feels like right now, begin to allow it to slow down just a bit. Let it go silent. Feel the belly rise on the inhale and then pause at the top. And let a slow breath out. Again, inhale and pause. And when you're ready, release. With every exhale, let your whole body relax just a little more deeply. Let a wave of calm flow over you and through you. Take a moment now to feel where your body touches the chair. Become aware of the sturdiness of the earth beneath you and how it supports every aspect of you. From this grounded awareness, imagine roots like the roots of a tree flowing from you deep down into the ground beneath you. Rooting down through the floor into the earth and spreading out far and wide. Allow these roots to connect all the way down into the center of the planet. And feel the energy that lives there. Drawing that energy up through the soles of your feet. Letting it travel up through the legs and thighs. Up into your trunk and your heart space. Pausing to expand the heart. And then continuing up the spine into the head and out 
the top of the head. I'm now gathering that energy back and moving it back down through the head from the atmosphere above you, down through the body, and all the way back down into the earth, allowing it to ground you, <coughs> to connect you with the Sacred Mother. This deep rooting connects you with the earth and with everything that lives on her, everything that lives within her and beyond her, with all humans, with all other creatures, with the plants, the rocks and grains of sand, with every raindrop and drop of water, with the heavenly bodies, all that exists, no matter how large or small, is an intricate and irreplaceable part of the one life. All dancing together in this great cosmic mystery. Take a moment now to breathe in that sense of connection. As human expressions, we're given the power of self-reflection and choice. In return for these precious gifts, we use them wisely. Caring for our brothers and sisters, human and otherwise. Caring for the Sacred Mother as she gives of her nourishment. Doing no harm and aiding in the transformation that is happening in our world. We move into the contemplation of the sacred feminine and on what it means to truly love <coughs> and feel loved. We are each a unique combination of masculine and feminine qualities and traits. These are not specific to gender, but energies that coexist within each of us. The sacred feminine is expressed when we are receptive, present, empathetic, listening and hearing in a way that is supportive and nurturing, from a place of poise or peaceful strength. Both the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine have unique parts to play in loving and feeling loved. What is love? Some might define it as an emotion, as a sentimental feeling that is directed toward another person or thing. Others might define it as the strongest kind of preference, a powerful attraction, or a feeling of deep connection with and support of another. I would like to suggest that love is 
all of these things, but it is so much more than these. <coughs> that it is the self-givingness of the Creator. The very act of Spirit's becoming all that is. The very act that gave and continues to give life to each one of us and to all that exists. If love in the absolute is the essence, substance, and process of creation itself, and if I am made in the image and likeness of that, if you are made in the image and likeness of that, then human love is simply an extension of God's love by means of me and you. There is nothing sentimental about love from this perspective. Love is a verb, an action. And it is an action that we have to choose if we are to experience it or express it. Just as the volitional aspect of God chooses to experience life as each one of us, and as every other form of existence. Father Richard Rohr speaks of the tradition of the heart, the mystical tradition that uses the heart of Christ as a point of devotion. He suggests that the correspondence between us as humans and God as all that is is love. It's how we relate. Love not merely as sentiment or feeling, but love as the generative power that overcomes death. Love as self-donation or self-givingness. Love as welcome of the other, whomever that other may be. Love as the gravitational force that binds all things together. Love as the fire that burns clean and as the balm that heals. Love as the vision that sees the integrity of both part and whole. Love as source and end and the path between. Love is a wellspring from which we all may drink. We may approach that wellspring from different paths, from our own life's experiences. But love itself is available to all of us. It is part of the fabric of our being. It is our nature. Love is a sweet labor, a fierce and bloody and imperfect 
life-giving choice that we make. And if love is a labor, then love can be taught. It can be learned. And it can be practiced. It has been said that we will be judged according to our ability to love. We're not speaking of some kind of judgment by a force outside of ourselves. Rather, of a responsive universe that returns to us what we give. We're speaking of sowing and reaping. As we choose love as our way of being and make it our practice to cultivate love in ourselves, in our relationships, and in our interactions in the world, so we are met with love in return. The Rabbi Jesus taught that as you give, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. But what if we were not raised by loving parents in a loving family or household? What if, despite our loving nature as humans, we find it difficult to see through the eyes of love? Where do we begin our practice? Some might suggest that we begin with learning to love ourselves that all love begins with self-love and acceptance. And this is one way to approach the cultivation of love in our lives and may prove valuable. On the other hand, it can lead us to become lost in self-absorption. Saint Bonaventure in the 13th century had another suggestion that we might find useful. To work up to loving God, start by loving the very humblest and simplest things, and then move up from there. Don't start by trying to love God. That is too abstract. Or even people. That can prove to be difficult as a first step. Love elements and rocks first. Move to trees, then animals, and then humans. Now God is only a short leap away. I might take this one step further. To see the elements and rocks, trees and animals as spirit in form to practice seeing every person in all of their diversity and imperfection as an intentional and irreplaceable expression of God. And to look in the mirror and offer yourself the same grace.
the Apostle John wrote that God is love, that our human expressions of love, though imperfect, are still divine love flowing through us. Spirit within us, yearning to affirm our essential unity with another, to dissolve the apparent boundaries between us, to merge our souls in the heart of God. In extraordinary moments, holding our newborn baby or grandchild, gazing at our beloved on our wedding day, the sacred feminine opens the deep wellspring of our heart and divine love floods our entire being. We experience a mystical oneness with spirit, with our beloved, and with all of creation. In our three minutes of shared sacred silence this morning, let us allow our hearts to open to their very depths and allow the unconditional love of God to well up within us like a spring of living water, filling us to overflowing so that we can't help but share it with others. For these three minutes, give yourself completely to love.
we bring, bring our awareness back to this room, to this time, we give thanks for our deep, loving communion with Spirit, for the love and support of spiritual family, and for the sacred feminine within that expands our receptivity to divine love. As Teze continues, we embrace Reverend Diana's inspirational message with wide open hearts, with the courage to be vulnerable, with the faith that divine love dispels all our fears, and with the reassurance that we have been endowed forever with the gifts of loving feeling loved. Loving, feeling loved. This has little to do with anyone outside of you. It is about redefining love as Spirit's infinitely giving nature and accepting it as your nature. It is about accepting that there is a power and a presence forever giving of itself to you. Forever giving of itself through you and as you. You are most dearly loved. The most natural thing in the world is for you to serve as a conduit for that love. To allow it to move through you and out into the world. If it isn't feeling natural for you in this moment, have faith. Lean into my faith. Know that anything that is part of your very nature can be uncovered. All truth can be revealed. Is being revealed. With time, attention, self-compassion and grace. The love that you are is coming to light in the world. It is the way of evolution. It is the action of spirit and shall not be stopped. May be slowed by our choices but never stopped. Let's anchor this knowing as we close this part of our time together in prayer. There is one and only one life forever expressing itself as all of creation. I take a moment to just let that sink in one 
life. I am and you are an individualized expression of that one life. We are not separate from the one that creates all. And we are not separate from one another. This sense that we are somehow separate is what the Hindus and Buddhists call illusion. Not that the world and everything in it isn't real in the physical sense. Just that everything we perceive as separate is dependent on, even entangled with, everything else. Forever entwined, part of the fabric of eternity. Accepting this as truth, I am humbled by my smallness and by my greatness. The love that I express in the world will not by itself heal the world. But until I live my life in, from, and as love, the world can never be whole. And so I dedicate myself and my life to love, to self-givingness, to empathy and compassion, to seeing outside of myself and giving what is called for in every moment. And I trust and know that as I give, so do I receive. I open myself to the gifts of spirit in full faith that every need is known and met. Thank you, Spirit, for blessings too numerous to name. Those gifts that I would call beautiful and graceful, and those that challenge me to grow in character, resilience, and faith. I walk in reverence. I walk in awe and deep gratitude for your powerful presence and wisdom in my life. Thankful for this time of communion, I rest now knowing that my prayer is answered even before it's spoken. And we affirm this together by saying, and so it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Aho. I invite you to bring your awareness back into the space, into your body. Notice the beautiful people that are here with you this morning. Welcome to all of you. This is at least part of your spiritual family, should you choose it for yourself. One of your support systems, it's an option. These are some of the people that have grown to care about one another and will grow to care for you. So as we close our Teze meditation, we offer an opportunity for you to share of your financial support um, in support of the work that we do in the world and we are doing in our community. 
If you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button or a mailing address. And we thank you in advance for your gifts, knowing that these gifts are gifts of source, they are gifts of spirit, but they come through your hearts and hands with intention. So we thank you. okay thank you so much all that background stuff he does all that at home puts it all in there so he can just show up and sing I think it's awesome he's got a whole band I am the band <laughs> he's the band 
So right here and now we say thank you, Spirit. Thank you for these gifts of Spirit. We trust that they, as they flow in, they are expanded and grown and offered back into our community and out into our world. And so we say thank you. And so it is. So as we're preparing to take a little breather or whatever we do with the rest of our day, I have a couple of uh, invitations that will appear at the end of the conversation, but I want to be sure that they're extended to you as well. Um, there will be a class starting the 28th of February uh, called Understanding World Religions. And it was going to be 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's being shifted to 2 to 5 p.m an afternoon class. Uh, so I just want to make that change and the flyer will change this this week before we, well, maybe not before we take off, but when we get back. Um, and also we still have a few spaces for our spring, spring retreat, which will be happening at a large 5,000 square foot home called The Gathering Place, of all <laughs> things, at Shasta Lake. And so we're collecting $100 non-refundable deposits if you'd like to reserve a space. Um, we have about 10 spaces left right now. Um, wow, yay. Yeah, we're filling up. We're going to fill up, I think. So please consider grabbing a cup of something warm next door after our soul's blessing and um, mingling together and then coming back if you'd like for a conscious conversation. Everybody breathe deep and sing this along with me. Let's pray, and this time I mean it. <laughs> oh, thank you, God, for, <laughs> for the humor, for the joy that with which we meet these challenges.
I know that it does no good to get frustrated. So <laughs> we just let it go and arrive fully present right here, right now, according to the presence of spirit, knowing that that spirit is fully present here, right here, right now, within my heart, within your heart, within the hearts and minds and souls of everyone that came here today. I give thanks for everyone that came here today for the spiritual journey that each one of us is on. And I give thanks for the opportunity to share that spiritual journey with others, for it is in community that we find each other, that we find spirit, that we find our own spiritual growth and development. We can't do this alone. We need community. So I give thanks for this community, this beautiful, beloved, mystic heart community that is my spiritual family. And I give thanks for each one in service today, for Reverend Diana, for all the practitioners, for Dalton in service and music, for Michael. I know that all of us are served by our own service because it warms our hearts. So I just say thank you, Spirit, for this gathering. And I release this prayer knowing it is already answered. And together we say, oh, so, it, so is. it is. Amen. All right. So glad the echo is gone. Good morning. Welcome. Um, if you're new with us here today online or in the house, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart. And we are an um, independent um, interfaith community, so people of all traditions come and we share. In this second half, we share in conversation. So welcome, and um, if you find yourself at home here, we welcome you to join our family. As we begin this morning, I'm looking at this page. Okay, I got my... There we go. There I am. Where am I? We're going to go ahead and begin with some upbeat music. Dalton is here. We're so glad to have him here this morning. And uh, all that you hear in his background is him as well. He just did that at home. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I brought the band along again. That's about to get a little rowdy, so if you want to stand up and move around with it. That time of day. Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Join the celebration. Raise your voice, sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirits made heaven's family with loving hearts to share. And together we are joyfully. Yeah. 
joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, get up on your feet. Sing the light. Everybody, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah. We are one God, one family. We are one God living in diversity. We are one God. Now I see we are one God living as you and me. That's how it goes. We are one God, one family. We are one God living in diversity. We are one God. Now I see we are one God living as you. divinity, life, whatever name you have for that. Pull that into the physical body. Feel the presence. Feel it in your breath. Feel it moving through your, your veins. And join me in the creation of a love-soaked world. This is our weekly practice that I invite you to take home with you. Know with me now that we are creating a world where all humans embody and live from the qualities of spirit love, from peace, from kindness and generosity, from compassion, and from this way of being in the world, I can feel the presence of a deep sense of joy and contentment. Can you feel that? Our world turned to that. Yes. Everyone walking in joy. All needs met. In this world, all people honor and care for one another and for all of the life forms that share this beautiful planet with us, and for the Earth herself. We remember that we are connected to all of life, that we are dependent on the planet to sustain us and on one another, being generous by our nature and living a life true to our nature. We give of ourselves freely, 
offering the gifts that we came here to give with all needs met for every person each one is free to share time and talent in ways that feed the soul by our every thought word and action we're writing a new story in which all beings are well fed have the safety and comfort of home and a deep sense of belonging and purpose we're so grateful that once and for all health education and healthy relationships are supported by social systems that are grounded in integrity and compassion and wholeness we welcome this new way of living valuing every being for its uniqueness we practice living authentic lives there's no need to defend or protect with love generosity and kindness guiding every human heart our world is free of hatred and violence we recognize the abundance that surrounds us giving and receiving flow freely in every direction and all beings gratefully receive all that is needed to live physically mentally emotionally and spiritually fulfilling lives the planet and its beings thrive like never before as we learn to see the sacred in everyone and in everything. We walk in reverence and gratitude for all that has been given us. We maintain this vision day by day, moment by moment. We are not swayed by appearances in the world. Each of us works to align our actions with our vision, living these changes first in our own lives, with our families, our friends, and our neighbors. And a new world, right here and right now, is being born. In this process of profound change, this community stands as an open and welcoming place for all who seek support, belonging, and a sense of family. By the power of our deep faith, this prayer is already acted upon answered even before it's spoken, as spirit knows our heart's desire and intent, in full expectation of its graceful unfolding, we release it to the creative power and intelligence that I call God, to the one that gets, gets it, it done, done. and so it is. Amen. Satu, Ashe, Aho, Selah. We're going to add Selah. See if you remember that next week. He's good, man. He's got those. Yeah. He knows, and so it is in every language. Yes. It's awesome. So our theme this month is Sacred Feminine. Next month, by the way, after the lovely Angela presents our final Sacred Feminine next week with Gary's musical support. <laughs> then the month of March we're going to move into the sacred masculine because you know what he doesn't get a whole lot of attention these days I got to say we're really pretty grounded in that other and so that balance is going to be lovely but today we're still moving in the sacred feminine and you know that that's that's not about gender right we've talked about that within each human being we have divine sacred qualities of both feminine and masculine within us and 
it's felt that maybe the ideal is to find some kind of a balance within ourselves that works well for us so that we can then carry that into the world. So if you were at Teze this morning, you'll remember that the theme for the week is loving and feeling loved. Earlier this month, we had seeing and feeling seen, hearing and feeling heard. Today is loving and feeling loved. <clears throat> and you will remember, if you were here, that every one of us is that unique combination of masculine and feminine qualities or traits. And that the feminine is being expressed when we're, being, when we're feeling or expressing a sense of receptivity, um, creativity, nurturing, but also when we're poised and powerful in that one peaceful way where we're peacefully powerful. That's a feminine quality. <clears throat> so then we spent some time in contemplation of these ideas this morning, that the sacred feminine, the sacred masculine have unique parts to play in loving and feeling loved. And we defined love as the self-givingness of the creator, the very act of spirit becoming all that is. We called that love. The very act that gave and continues to give life, um, to each one of us and to all that exists. And we talked about that we are made in that image and likeness. We are given that same creative capacity. That we have the ability to choose. Let's see, we had a whole string of things. Love as, I'm going to re revisit this briefly. We considered love as a verb, as an action an action that we have to choose if we're going to experience it in our lives. We looked at it as a generative power that overcomes death. We looked at it as the radical welcoming of the other, however we might define the other. Uh, love as a gravitational force that binds all things together. Love as the fire that burns clean and as the balm that heals. Love as source and end and the path in between. So I guess love is all it is, right? It, it's Absolutely. all about love. So I suggested that love is available to all of us. It's part of the fabric of creation. It is inherent within us as human beings. We have a natural capacity for loving. That it can be taught if we don't find it easy that it can be learned and that it can be practiced. So that was, there you got the whole thing, kind of, in short. <laughs> there was a lot more packed in this morning, but I'd like to use that as our springboard for our conversation this morning. So what is it that makes you feel loved? And just if you're new in this conversation, no one ever has to speak. But everyone's always welcome to share wisdom. Love is being accepted. Okay, love is being accepted. It's being recognized. Being recognized. Like Amanda, who just came in. <laughs> Good morning, Amanda. Feeling nurtured. Feeling nurtured. Okay. Understood. Understood. Mm -hmm. Valued. Valued. A smile. A smile. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Being considered. Being considered. Yeah. How do you let others know that you love them? <laughs> Support. Support. Okay. Hugs. Hugs. <laughs> Listening. Listening. Encouragement. Encouragement. Checking in. Checking in. Volunteering. Volunteering. We feel your love, Bob. <laughs> the sign's still up. <laughs> the sign's still up. Yes. Mark? All of these uh, are made real in effect by combining the feeling and the honoring of that feeling. Okay. The honor is, is up for me here in, nice. in the expression of all of this. Okay, so in the feeling itself and in the honoring of the feeling. Beautiful. That brings up a really good point. Thank you, Mark. Uh, if, if we feel love for somebody but we don't express it, we don't let them know, it, it goes to waste. Right. Essentially, it does. Being open. Being open. Okay. Expressing that love in the way that the person will receive it or will be able to receive it. Okay, so expressing the love in a way that the person can receive it. I think, and, and a big part of that is being someone that is, uh, that you don't feel fear around. Okay. So basically you're a safe person. So to be a safe person yourself. To make sure that there is safety in our being, sharing space. So I've read that each of us <clears throat> has a couple of love languages. One that's primary and then one that's secondary. And then the others might pop in and out. But ways that we both offer and receive love. You guys are familiar with love languages, I'm sure. There's, There are... Um, five love languages that were proposed by Gary Chapman, an author, quite some time ago. Anybody familiar with what any of those are? One of them? One is touch. Okay, one of them is touch. Good. Gifts. Gifts. The offering or receiving of gifts. Acts of service is one of them. Acts of service. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. One more. One-to-one -one time. Okay, one-to-one, -one, quality time. So I'm sure there are lots of other ways that people give and express, uh, express and receive love. But those were the five that he introduced so long ago. Um, so looking at yourself, and you can share this, or you can just keep it to yourself, whatever. But a little self-assessment. What is your primary love language, do you suppose? If you had to say, this is by far the way I most receive and then likely give love. I like touch. That's why I like hugging. Okay, so touch is your number one. 
Acts of service. Acts of service, number one. Acts of service. <clears throat> Even if you're not sharing, it does one come to mind for you? Are you familiar with your own love language? It's kind of important, actually. <laughs> to be in touch with your own love language. Opening to um, uh, a lack of judgment. Okay, opening to a lack of judgment. That would be another way of not being judgmental when you're with others and, and sort of expecting that the others, especially in a loving relationship, are not judging you. I'm actually 75, and there's been a, quite a few times when I realized that my judgment of someone uh -huh. is way off. Yeah, yeah. So if I just drop that right. and be present with my mm -hmm. heart open, right. um, I'm going to say God moved through it because I, I've always felt God was like the sun and we were beams of light. Mm -hmm. And that light, which is the love, comes through our heart. Mm -hmm. So if we have our heart closed... Right. And it's as we give love, we receive it. Right. Yeah. Simultaneously. Absolutely. So how about your secondary? If those of you who have in mind this is my primary love language, are you aware of a secondary language for yourself? Mm -hmm. I like people giving me compliments, mm -hmm. but then I realized just recently that I really like one-to-one. -one. That's my uh -huh. I think my favorite one is somebody really paying attention to mm -hmm. me and they're not looking at their phone and they're not right. doing other yeah. things or doing their work and they're just one-to-one. -one. And I think, that's, I think that's my first now. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of neck and neck, huh, those first couple. So another question then, as you're considering for yourself what your own languages are, do you see that you tend to offer love in the ways that you know you receive love. Yes, absolutely. Does that feel natural to you that, well, this is how I feel loved, so if I do this same thing for someone, it must say to them, I love you, right? Yes. Except... It doesn't. <laughs> what if that other person has a different language? And we're speaking our language to them, and they're not able to receive it in that language. It's like, what if I'm speaking English to a strictly Russian-speaking person, and I'm expressing all this stuff, and they're just at a loss because they don't have any idea what I'm doing. David? Um, in your eyes. Uh, eyes uh, right. Okay. So you can tell if you're being received by looking at the eyes for sure. So what if you look at the eyes, and the eyes tell you... Nobody's home. I don't, I'm not connecting. I'm not connecting. I'm not feeling what you're given. Then what? You need to reevaluate what you're doing. <laughs> reevaluate what you're doing. Uh, when I was married, my husband's, I didn't know about the love languages, but my mm -hmm. husband's was act of service, so I was always filling his love tank over brimming and I had two love languages and he didn't do either one so he didn't understand why our relationship wasn't working because he was getting filled up wasn't so that's interesting mm -hmm. that and I was always trying to give him what I needed like touching him and telling right. him things and 
and it went over his head. <laughs> right. Well, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that and just say that he had a different language. So it's not so much it was going over his head, but he didn't have any receptors for that. Right. It was meeting up with a lack of receptivity, and that's not faulting anyone. No. We're all just who we are, and we receive and give the way we do. I've had people, I grew up with hug, uh -huh. loving hug, love each other. And there are people I have met that don't like that. Right. And all I, all I would do is say, okay, this is their space. Yeah, right. Let it go, let them receive it later. As the people stayed in our family and knew us, uh -huh. they became more accepting of it. Not wholly, but they, yeah. it was okay. But you almost have to back off and say, oh, okay, right. let them have their space. Yeah, this is my language. Yours mm -hmm. is a different language. And we each have the right to our own language, right? Not one right and one wrong. There's also like that unspoken intent of why we're doing it. So if they know right. why we're doing it, then yeah. they're like, oh, they're trying to show me love. And it kind of gives it a different right. uh, in, uh, interpretation. Yeah. yeah. So talking about this with our loved ones is important, mm -hmm. right? Having these conversations about, you know, how maybe I was offering you love and you didn't seem to be receiving it. Having a conversation mm -hmm. about my intention. This was my intention. Is there a way that I could offer you that same love in a way that would feel more welcoming to you, that you could identify with that? And then being willing to shift how we approach the other in ways that they can receive. But we have to have the conversation first. Mark. If we consider our expression of love with a sort of a, a volume, mm -hmm. and we see that the reception of this gift of this expression is not quite there, mm -hmm. immediately if I can then understand, well, I, I, I'm giving it not to get a, re, a response, mm -hmm. but I'm giving it because it's me right. wanting to give it. So it, it automatically, I don't feel the rejection. Right. I just, re oh yeah, this is just me expressing. Right. And, and that's a great point is that <clears throat> It's not for us to doubt our own selves or intentions because someone's not receiving. It's not for us to think, oh, well, they just, you know, they don't like me or they don't, you know. It's about, well, maybe they have a different way of receiving, you know, maybe we can have this conversation about how we can do this. Yeah, one thing for me that comes up is um, if people around have pets, you know. Uh -huh. If you have a cat in the house and you have a dog in the house, mm -hmm. you both you love both of your animals, of course, but the energy and the way you give that to them is very different. Yes, you know? it is. With a dog, it's a big, boisterous, in-your-face, physical, you know, kind of love, right? But a cat, it's a calm, quiet love, uh -huh. right? And you have to give them a love according to right. how they need it and right. how it mm -hmm. will be received. Yeah. I have a very in-your-face cat. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a whole other story. It's in the dog's face, too. Yeah, right. in the dog's face. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great, um, a great representation of how that works. Yes? So it seems like a lot um, of, <coughs> of uh, nonverbal language or actions 
it's through vibration that you pick up on mm -hmm. yeah. the vibration of someone and, and uh, right. communicate. Yeah. When I approach someone new, even as I'm saying, do you hug, I can sense whether that's going to be a yes or a no if I'm yeah. paying attention. Yeah. You know, I can ask the same <coughs> question, but I can be more ready to do this in some cases and more ready to step back in other cases and know that it's not about me. It's about what someone's comfortable with. So all of this love language thing that we're talking about kind of falls into the realm of psychology, and I'm aware of that. We're here in this spiritual setting. But our psychology is part of who we are, right? Body, mind, emotional body, spirit. And there's no separation between those things. So it is worthwhile for us to self-assess in these ways. But I'd like to take the topic a little deeper now, out of those psychological, um, emotional realms. Do you suppose that we might have a spiritual love language? What is that even? What would that be? How would you define a spiritual love language? Not shoving down somebody's throat what you believe. Okay. Not shoving it down somebody's throat what you believe. That definitely isn't well received in most cases, right? Yeah. We all know that because we've all been the one going, ooh, back off. Yeah. For me, that, that sounds like... Uh, how do I talk to God? How do I, okay. how do I pray? How do I meditate? What, uh, what is? How do I practice the presence, if you will? You know, there's okay. there's so many different ways that people share that communion with spirit, and uh, and sometimes it's one kind of prayer, sometimes it's a different kind of prayer. So, um, you know, for me, it's mostly affirmative prayer, but there's also a that is sit and listen. Okay. So it's how do we commune? How do we practice the presence of the divine in our lives? That's a great definition for our spiritual love language. Any other thoughts about that? Keep your heart open. Keep your heart open. And kind of stepping back from a situation like in your perception and coming from a place of compassion, okay. which is definitely a it's also a practice. <laughs> yes. Coming from compassion, I find that to be a practice. <laughs> Thank you. Lucinda? How do I hear? How do I hear? Because for me, God often speaks in different ways and has mm -hmm. a different freaking sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's how much can I hear? Okay, how much can I hear mm -hmm. of spirit? Mm-hmm. Once I hear it, how willing am I? Oh, how willing am I to first hear it and then take it seriously enough to maybe act on it? Yeah. So I got online and I was curious if there was any conversation out there. And of course, there's conversation about everything. Yeah, I noticed. So I found a blog by a woman named Sarah Vincent. And this is a quote from her blog. She says, to begin to understand your spiritual love language or languages, it's helpful first to ask yourself some questions about your spiritual life. Not all the answers will be binary. 
Many of these answers can exist on a spectrum. And it's even okay for your answers to change depending on your mood. <laughs> Not every question has to resonate with your experiences, but you may find them helpful to think about while working to get a deeper understanding of your spiritual habits and preferences. And these questions, um, this wasn't on her blog, but and these questions are meant more for your contemplation right now, although if something you need needs to be said, I always, always welcome to speak out. But these questions were on her blog. When you pray, do you prefer to do so in silence or with some background noise? In solitude or as part of a crowd? In nature or indoors? So these are questions that she offers that we can pose to pinpoint how we most deeply connect to the divinity that we are and that we are a part of. The next questions were, does your spirituality feel rooted in rationality or emotion? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> rationality or emotion. Do you find yourself praying more in words? or in feelings? Do you prefer to pray or practice your faith in stillness or in action? Do you find yourself more frequently bringing your desolations or your exaltations to prayer, your wins or your losses? Your celebrations or your difficulties? Do you bring one more than the other to prayer? Yeah, I think we feel compelled to pray when we're when things aren't going well. We need help! Yeah. <laughs> we forget to celebrate the wins though. Yeah, we can That's forget important. sometimes. Just a prayer of celebration or gratitude, how powerful that That's is. That's a very powerful word, good the gratitude feels. part. Gratitude, yes. You know, be grateful for what you have, because, yes, I mean, I'm 75, okay? I pray all that. the time <laughs> in my life, okay? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. I've been around the block a few times. Yes, here, okay? yes, yeah. To me, prayer is not something that I do once in a while. Right. Prayer is something I do with every breath I take. There you go. Because I know that I'm that beam of light. Remember yeah. all one? Right. I'm all that individualized. One. Okay, mm -hmm. so every breath I take is a prayer. Every breath you and take. And if I control what I think mm -hmm. and what I feel and what I request, that's what prayer is for me. Beautiful. Thank you. Kimberly and then David. Every morning when I wake up, I go into gratitude. And I think the best form of prayer is gratitude. Okay. So you love that particular I love form. that. I don't like going, oh, God, why did that happen? I think, what do I need to learn from this? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> David? Well, I will come pretty much to the conclusion that positive prayer, affirmation, mm -hmm. is much more useful than trying to get rid of something. Um, because I 
fully believe in the power of words, the vibration of words. Uh -huh. So if I'm talking about something negative, I'm amplifying right. that energy. You're still making an affirmation. Yeah. You're just affirming yeah. what you I'm don't like want. One I don't really want showing up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I just want to be grateful for all that is that I'm yeah. even here. So the power of attending mindfully to what you're affirming in your prayer. Yeah. She also, oh, was that a hand? For okay. me, prayer, it happened throughout the day. Uh -huh. I may have my silent time with prayer. Example, this morning I took a shower. I have a little electric heater in the bathroom. And I went out to do something and came back into the bathroom and I said, Thank you for reminding me to turn the heater off. There you go. There was a reason for me to go back there. And I yeah. God was telling me, you got to go back there. <laughs> my feet. Guide I my feet. thank you for my stupid things I do. I say thank you. For the forgetfulness. No, forgetfulness. Not yeah. Not yeah. forgetfulness. But we I all forget. The day. There's so many things coming yeah. up and it's there. Right. Mm -hmm. Nice. She also suggests that maybe some of us have a saint or... Um, a guru or a particular Angel. spirits or angels mm -hmm. that we pray with or to? Is that a language in whatever form that takes for you? Is that something that you feel strongly connected to? I work with Michael the Archangel, mm -hmm. and I ask him questions, and I muscle test and I get answers. I don't quite go. hear things yet, but <laughs> yet, I said. <laughs> I said yet. Um. <laughs> We're all so different in how we experience the presence. We're just all so unique. And it's all beautiful. And it's all perfect. Mm -hmm. Exactly the way that it is within and through each one of us. That's what's so beautiful about this community, is that we have the opportunity to share with other beings who are receptive about us and about how spirit moves through us and our lives and how we perceive it and to listen to others to learn from one another because we truly can hear one another it's just a very i just it's such an unusual experience and it's such a blessing to have this community she suggests at least seven ways of expressing love for god and feeling loved by God, or the mystery, or great spirit. So here are her seven that she gives. Again, there's probably dozens. So one way she talks about is going to church, or another spiritual gathering of whatever form that is, a gathering of spiritually linked spirits, people. Individual or silent prayer, which we've talked a lot about this morning. Meditation in nature is a common way for lots of people to connect with spirit. Music or art, any art form, many people connect that way. Charity work or volunteering, sacred service, when we're giving of ourselves for that purpose. Reading scripture or spiritual writings from whatever traditions and learning and teaching this I'm finding is one of my favorites 
And when I'm not doing it, I miss it tremendously. My preparation for classes that I offer, it's all a prayer. All of that preparation is prayer for me. And the being present with others in learning is prayer. So do any of these ways, maybe all of them in some form, speak to you? Or one or another very strongly might speak to you? Whoa, that microphone. Can you think of any others? that you are aware of that are your predominant or things that you really... David? Listening and receiving. Okay, listening and receiving. Stilling the mind so I can okay. bring it in. Stilling the chatter so that as it's coming in, you can hear it, right? Chris? Well, I'm just reminded of our, our seven pillars of spirituality that we, that we study mm -hmm. here, you know, so she didn't mention Circulation, you know, right. supporting, you know, supporting the place where you get your spiritual good, mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, that uh, being in community. I guess she did talk about being in community. But, yeah. Um, but all seven of those are mm -hmm. are spiritual love languages, really. Right. Right. <clears throat> One thing we haven't talked about that occurred to me is um, our body. Uh huh. And I've heard that uh, I've heard the expression or the thought that physical activity is kind of meditation for the body. Uh huh. And then just having that honor and respect for the body. Yes. You know, our vehicle. Yeah. So honoring the body temple as our vehicle for spirit to move through the world. Yeah. Great practice. Chris. And then. I don't know if I heard in her. Celebration. Celebration. Yeah, what a great practice. Just coming together to celebrate life, anything. I was going to say, speaking about the body, you know, uh, like cleansing. Like, uh huh. Um, you know, not just cleansing yourself as part of it, but also your space, you know, right. letting go of some of that stuff that you're just yeah. holding on to. I find it can be very spiritual in a way. Yeah. Hey. Yes. <laughs> cleansing, clearing out. Part of circulation. It is part of circulation, Rhonda. So I've been working on that last week, just feeling connected and like cleansing. It's okay. And um, <laughs> and um, I was I've been on this journey to like connect, build community, but I. I live in gratitude. I'm really grateful mm. for the things that I have today, and that's like a daily thing. And as I was reflecting on it on Friday, I kept um, the place I grew up. I kept um, it kept popping into my head. Mm -hmm. One of the dentists that fixed my teeth after an accident, he just kept popping in my head, and I ended up mm. making a drive over there and going to church there yesterday. And I nice. got to see him. That's great. And it was so healing, and it felt like full circle, and I felt so much community, so much support, and so much love. But the ironic part about that I wanted to share was, like, one of my friends that I went to school with that I hadn't seen in, like, 40, 40 years, wow. decided on Friday to drive over there the same weekend. And we ended up spending 
time together. Mm. So I almost feel like when I'm when I'm living in gratitude and I'm paying attention to the things that I feel in here in my body or the things that I need, like driving home, like mm-hmm. I feel like Spirit God already had designed that whole thing to take place for my healing this yeah. weekend and for me to feel that love and belonging and just to get a place of centeredness uh-huh. in there. And it was Beautiful. really magical. And I just... Thank you. It's beautiful. Nice. One more, and then I have one more question before we wrap up. Go ahead, Mark. Again, the word honoring. I like the notion that we honor what is versus what isn't. Okay. We honor what is, and that is a constructive, creative act of the mind. Yes. And when that happens... There's substance to that, and I, I can mm-hmm. feed off of that substance. If yeah. it's um, negative, th- that is like a vacuum, and, and I, I can't feel my mm-hmm. feet in a vacuum. Yeah, so, so giving your attention, your honoring to what is, to what is unfolding. Yeah, and, and that becomes a habit. That, it does. That, that you, you, yeah. you think in that way rather than, oh, I don't have. Or poor me, or something right. to that effect. And sometimes it's challenging to honor what's before us, <laughs> because it might not be what we prefer <laughs> be before us. But still, in honoring it rather than cursing it, yes. we open ourselves <laughs> and our hearts to getting something from it, to learning something, to seeing something. And I just wanted to mention also, since you just mentioned the word heart, mm-hmm. uh, I'm biologically oriented and uh, I, I love the idea that our hearts have basically uh, two major chambers mm-hmm. one that fills and one that pumps right and you can't have one without the other and this is yes. what life is all about yes <coughs> the give and take the back and forth yeah. so do you suppose that that spirit has at the risk of anthropomorphizing God do you think that spirit has a love language? Yes. <laughs> it is a love language. Oh, spirit is a love language. Yes. Ah. He's all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, if you look at all the religions of the world, they're all saying roughly the same thing in different, yeah. in right. different languages Language. and in different uh, cultural metaphors. So that, right. Uh, so that they're understood by people the world around with, with different backgrounds. Yeah, the essence, especially if you go to the mystics of each tradition, um, it's, it's really all about love, service, you know, connection, community, celebration. All of these things are very common, common threads to the mystics of all of the traditions. And of course, different religions and traditions have gone their own directions and done some really weird things with them at times. But... If you come back to the heart of what's there, it's really very much, we, we share a lot in common. Can I just add, we have a, a thing on the wall just as you walk in the door, uh, Sweet Ace was written by the, the Dalai Lama about why there's so many different religions. Yeah. And it's, it's, really it's cool. precious. If you haven't read it, please do. Yeah. So it's like a, it's oh. a, a, so the, a 
so what I'm going to say is a little copy of what Chris just said. <coughs> okay. So, like, what he said that all the countries in the world are saying the same thing, uh, spirit is a love language, but in different languages, like there Spanish, Russian, German, right. France, or any of that. Yeah. We all have our own different languages to speak, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Angela. As I'm listening to all of this, I'm realizing that my physic that my love language on this plane is different from my love language on this plane. And this plane mm -hmm. is very much acts of service. So spiritual enough because I do this 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 and this it should look like that yeah so it goes both ways for sure I should know better by now <laughs> so I'm just gonna wrap us up because it's been a great conversation and we could sit here till three o'clock I guarantee it but I won't let that happen because we have a lovely German feast next door waiting for us today so in the New Testament John confirms the importance of expressing love through actions and not just words which speaks exactly to what we're talking about that every action can be a prayer and if we intend it to be so is a prayer he That's says, a very "Little children." Thing, the intention. Excuse me. The intention. That the word. intention. It, yes. If it's your intention for it to right. be a prayer, it is. Yes. If it's not your intention for it to be a prayer, it isn't. Exactly. Intention is extremely powerful. It is. What's your intention? What's your motivation? All of those things. So he says, "Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action." May our every thought, word, and action show the love that we are and that we are here to be and that we feel and that we choose to express. So let's anchor this knowing in prayer. 
There is one, only one life, one source, one essence, one substance, one process, one thing going on here. And that is the expression of the divine, the emanation of the divine. I take a moment and just let that sink in. I am and you are all individualized expressions of one life unfolding right now and in every moment. We're not separate from the one that creates all that is. We're not separate from the creative process itself. We're not separate from one another. We're not separate from anything. This sense that we're somehow separate is what the Buddhists and the Hindus call illusion, maya. Not that the world and everything in it isn't real in a physical way, in a material way. Just that everything we perceive as separate is actually dependent on or even entangled with everything else in that it is all spirit forever entwined, part of the fabric of eternity. Accepting this as truth, I am humbled by my smallness and by my greatness. The love that I express in the world will not by itself heal the world. But without my own healing, the world cannot be healed. I dedicate myself and my life to love, to self-givingness in whatever form that takes, to empathy and to compassion, to seeing outside of myself and giving what is called for in every moment. In being self-aware enough to recognize and hear that call and willing to act on it. I open myself this morning to the gifts of spirit. Full faith that every need is already known and already met. I have nothing to worry about. Thank you, Spirit, for the blessings that are just too numerous to name. Both those blessings that appear in my life as beauty and grace, those things that I would prefer to have bestowed upon me. And thank you also for those that challenge me to grow to grow in character, to grow in resilience, to grow in faith, to become a better me. And so I walk in reverence, in awe and deep gratitude for the powerful presence that moves through my life and through the lives of each one here. Grateful for the wisdom that is bestowed within me and all around me through each one of us. Thankful for our community and for our 
deep communion as a spiritual family. So I bring this prayer to its end as I rest in trust and deep knowing that I am always heard, that spirit is always acting, and so it is done. As together we say, and so it is. Amen. Great conversation, you guys. This is so much fun. I look forward to this every week. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Except for next week. I'm looking forward to a, a week off next week. So I know Angela's look, Angela's looking. Nah. I've taken a look. I think you're all right. They're going to survive it. <laughs> I, think, I think they will. So I invite. <laughs> It'll be awesome, and I will be online because I will. <laughs> well, I want to hear. I've already read, so I've, now I want to see it happen. So I enjoy. I invite you to join in the work that we're doing in the world by contributing of your financial good, should you choose to do that today, in support of all of the great work that we are doing here. Um, if you're online, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button or a mailing address. You'll also find information. We have a, a gracious giving program, and if you feel so inclined to make a monthly commitment of support, this helps us to have a budget to, to work with and to know what's coming. You can always get more information online about that. So as we do our offering today, Dalton's got a great song plan for you. I think you'll recognize it. Feel free to sing along.
Like to join us for lunch next door. You're welcome.